Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 22nd of May 2021. And the title of this episode is It's Not the Gamer Apocalypse. Often, but not always, we start this recap of Geek Native News with some quirky stats. Today, we're going to look at some solid stats from Wizards of the Coast about Dungeons and Dragons. I think you'll agree that it's not the Gamer Apocalypse. You might wonder what the Gamer Apocalypse is. Well, the Gamer Apocalypse is an event that ruins the hobby for everybody. We've been hearing about it for years now. For example, you might hear someone say that if we decouple the intelligence score bonuses from race selection, that tabletop role-playing will never be the same again. It will be ruined for everyone. Maybe you've heard someone suggest that the game will be ruined if we have a fantasy setting where people employed by the castle garrison can throw powerful magic fire at invading armies but have weak legs and spend much of their time in chairs with wheels. Wizards of the Coast say that their flagship RPG, Dungeons and Dragons, has had the best year ever and that's the seventh of consecutive growth. In fact, it's up 33% globally compared to the year before. People like me, people over 40 years of age, only make up 13% of players. People aged between 13 and 19 make up 12%. And there's probably people younger playing, right? But they're not tracked, as that would be creepy. The single biggest age group is 20 to 24 year olds, who make up about a quarter of D&D's player base. People who identify as women make up 40%. And if you're curious, people who identify as non-binary make up less than 1% of the gamer base. And that's about the same thing I see in Geek Native's own surveys when I ask about identity. Seven years of growth, one year in which sales rose 33%, means the hobby is booming. It's not dying. So, that's the big guns, Wizards of the Coast and the world's most popular RPG, what about everybody else? Well, I, I don't have stats for everybody else, but both Roll20 and Fantasy Grounds publish theirs reasonably often, which confirm that no one else gets close to the mighty D&D. As a Geek Native listener or a reader, you're helping. If you're a patron, you're even taking an active hand in helping to promote smaller publishers. In the RPG Publisher Spotlight, as a feature that patrons can vote on, this month, we have Tacitus Publishing. The indie studio is run by James S. Austin, and there's an interview on the site with him. James is super smart. He's worked as an analyst on military intelligence. I've read many RPGs that feature commentary about contemporary militaries and military intelligence, and sometimes those comments seem to make little sense. Maybe they're right, perhaps they're wrong, but I'm not an analyst on military intelligence so I can't be sure. But James is. However, Tacitus Publishing focuses more on D&D 5e than anything else right now, so perhaps that's the best of both worlds. Fantasy with real-world wisdom. This week, I also got to announce another thank-you gift for Geek Native patrons. I know it can be a pain when the patron website emails you with the reminder that it's time to vote in the spotlight. Even finding a dollar spare a month can be a challenge at times, and I appreciate it. So, this extra thank you is a pair of digital comics for Buzzards 1 and 2, 
I have permission to give them away because it helps draw attention to the fact that Buzzard 3 is on Kickstarter right now. It's a comic book that has been described as Deadpool meets Kingsman, and I think that's a pretty good description. You don't need to be a patron to get a free comic book. I should, of course, point out that Geek Native is running a competition to give away paper copies too. Now, the site even has a flash competition to win a copy of Doctor Who Alternating Current. That's a canon story in which Rose Tyler makes a return. Phew. But I'm not quite done with the news. Geek Native also has a world exclusive. You don't need to be a patron or even lucky enough to win competitions. You just have to visit the site to check out the reveal of the alternative cover from a forthcoming Exalted Funeral Helm Kickstarter RPG called Ark. In Ark, characters try and slay the apocalypse. It's a game from the acclaimed designer Mometos. And if you've been watching all the good stuff coming out of the Southeast Asian game design scene, then you'll probably know the name. It's a dark cover, sombre and brooding, with a death-like figure and an enlightened eye on it. The plan is to dig into the Kickstarter more when it launches. Oh gosh, my wrestling match with Kickstarter continues. I need to declutter and I need to save money. I will need to move Flatson and I will likely end up in a much smaller place. Yet, Kickstarter keeps tempting me. Maybe sites like RPG Kitchen will take off. RPG Kitchen is a new site where you can rent tabletop RPGs. Yes, if you will, a Netflix for RPG downloads. We could, of course, use the word library to describe this, but as Wizards of the Coast stats show, barely any of us are old enough to remember libraries. RPG Kitchen has technology that tries to stop you from saving a local copy of the RPG that you are digitally accessing. And it also credits you your rental fees back towards the cost of a purchase if you decided to buy the game after all. I know some people will be scoffing at the idea, but as an extra, something added to all the other store options we have, why not have an RPG kitchen? It's better than pirating games and ripping designers off. Of course, some titles are just free. I noticed that DreamPod9 had made the latest edition of Heavy Gear Blitz entirely free from drive-thru RPG. That's a war game rather than an RPG, but it's well over 100 pages long and has been perfected over the last 20 years. I'm sure, though, it will try and sell you mech models. If finding games, RPGs or war games that fit your circumstances well enough to invest in is a challenge, imagine trying to survive by doing that. That's the challenge retailers face. So to help them, Gamma, that's the American Games Manufacturers Association, has launched a tabletop games search engine. It's a catalogue with over 100,000 games in it. The idea is that retailers can find what they're looking for, who distributes it, and a bit about the game. I don't think it's really intended for the public, but I had fun nosing around. I hope that the investment helps Gamma members. It must have taken a significant effort to put together, but at least it's not a controversial decision. And that contrasts with the decision from eBay to ban adult games, sexy anime, manga and some collectibles. And there are exceptions for vintage erotica, but eBay wants to run a safe for work site. I wrestle with this one, to be honest. 
I want to treat people with respect. I do not like it when women are treated as objects until they become invisible with age. So, in a way, taking steps against those things that might treat bodies like objects is good. However, there's nothing wrong with sex and we shouldn't be ashamed of it. Does an illustration of a naked sexy fighting android really hurt anyone? In fact, is it all our weird taboos around sex and nudity that contribute towards society's double standards with how we treat people? Gosh, it's a meaty debate. A site that sidestepped that debate this week is a portrait generator solution called NeverEnding. NeverEnding launched version 2. No, it, it didn't add naked sexy fighting androids, but it did add more features to let you design a character to represent your needs rather than what society thinks your needs might be. Specifically, this update brought on prosthetics and even weaponized crutches. So it also introduced animal companions and spell effects. You can use some of NeverEnding for free, but some of the options do require a subscription. And the site has always been good with providing a range of body shapes. Another success this week comes from the indie computer games publisher Playtra Games, who added It Gets Better project messaging to their forthcoming Gridforce. It Gets Better is a non-profit that works to help LGBTQ plus young people around the world. And Gridforce is an action game with an all-female cast of characters. And if we've just moved on to discussing what options such as characters to include in game design, then this feels like a moment to point out that Comic-Con has announced D4 Tabletop Creative Conference for June as a game design festival. And Magpie Games has also announced a June game design festival. You will find both in Geek Native's slowly growing conference calendar. If you know of any other upcoming or meet space events which you think are suitable, let me know. One interesting game choice that caught my eye this week is the official Naruto Monopoly. Yes, that's a thing. It's from the op, and while this feels like shameless merchandising, at least the op plant trees for each board game they sell from their site. As well as buying and selling properties named after famous ninja, you're also collecting items in this version of Monopoly, but I think they're just the station spaces. The Naruto game is just the tip of the entertainment meets tabletop story pile this week. Let's look at a few more before we finish up with some bundle deals. The Twitch backed Into the Motherlands launched on Kickstarter. The show is an actual play series, hence Twitch's backing, with the people of colour cast and crew. It doesn't align well to my time zone or my limited free time, so I've never caught an episode, but I have heard good things. The game played, which is now on Kickstarter, is a Cortex-powered sci-fi. The Kickstarter has funded, but I was a bit disappointed that I didn't find out any more about the game from the Kickstarter. The pitch video has the cast and crew saying why they are excited. I don't think the Kickstarter brief even ever mentions Cortex. I hope it goes on to good things though, as there's plenty of time to find out more about it later. Also, in the game entertainment news pile, is whatever Wizards of the Coast is up to with the Drow Ranger Drizzt. We know the iconic character features in the coming computer game Dark Alliance, then this week Wizards released a motion comic called Sleep Sound, narrated by Benedict Cumberbatch. It's really good, check it out. Wizards of the Coast then announced a summer-long celebration for the character. 
comicbook.com managed to get a response from Wizards with the question, does this mean the D&D movie is about Drizzt? No, said Wizards, but there might be a TV show. What? Really? That almost certainly means Wizards of the Coast is touting a Drizzt TV show. There is a D&D TV show coming. The writer, Derek Kolstad, has mentioned the Underdark as a possibility for it, but ruled out doing anything in D&D's history, which surely means no origin story for Drizzt. And we're not done there either, as the official synopsis for the D&D movie was discovered in legal paperwork. It read, An ex-harper turned thief escapes from prison with his partner, a female barbarian, and reunites with a no-talent wizard and a druid new to their team in an effort to rob a cheating conman who stole all their loot from the heist that landed them behind bars and used it to install himself as the Lord of Neverwinter. Only the traitor is allied with a powerful red wizard who has something far more sinister in store. And that would likely cast Chris Pine as the ex-harper and perhaps Hugh Grant as the Lord of Neverwinter, except Screen Rant got in touch with wizards who seem unusually communicative this week who insisted the synopsis isn't accurate. I guess that might be true. If you just need to fill in a synopsis to copyright protect your movie, but you don't need to stick with it, why risk giving away the plot? Now, let's just pick up with those two bundle deals to finish up with. On the bundle of holding, there is a time for a war, which will get you the Battletech RPG of the same name with bonuses. And perhaps saving the best for last, Pazio has a great Pathfinder 2 2nd Edition on Humble Bundle. You can get the core Pathfinder 2e rules and a host of supplements for just 5 bucks. And if you work your way up the tiers, you'll even get the best three in physical form. And money from the deal goes to try and stop American on American hate crime. And on that note, let's wrap there, so please keep safe, and we'll see you next week.